Our text today comes to us from 1 Kings chapter 19. And especially these words that the angel of the Lord spoke to Elijah. Arise and eat, for the journey is too great for you. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the Bible, it says that God will never give us more than we can handle. Right? Well, the truth is, well, I think many people believe there is a verse that says such a thing in the Bible. It's not there. Now, I've certainly had many people in my time of pastoring make some sort of reference to that thought and kind of say it's, you know, a biblical thought. But alas, there is no such verse. Now, before some of you start kind of searching through your mind and trying to find that verse and where exactly it is in the Bible, I should maybe ease your mind by reminding you there is a similar verse that you're probably thinking about. There is a verse where God says that he will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we can bear. But that verse is really making a much different point than what people tend to kind of import uh, of meaning to this other text that they think is in the Bible. For in that passage, God is simply promising that when temptation to sin comes, he will always give his children a way out. He will not leave them in a place where all they can do is sin. But that would be a whole different sermon. So back to the point today. Will God ever give you more than you can handle? Will he allow you to be in situations where you feel that you are completely overwhelmed? Well, the answer is simple. He has, he will, he does. After all, it's what happened to Elijah in our text. In our VBS this week, we talked about life as a wild ride. And Elijah's life was a class example of that truth. You see, shortly before where we started reading today, Elijah had gathered for a contest of sorts against the prophets of Baal at Mount Carmel. Of course, the real contest was not between Elijah and the prophets of Baal, but it was a contest between God and this false god named Baal. Well, there the prophets of Baal were proven to be fools who looked after and looked to a god who did not even exist. While Elijah was proved to be wise by trusting in the one true God who had made everything. And he was proved to be right in a rather miraculous display of firepower. If you remember the story, God swallows up a sacrifice and all the water that had been placed around it with a big burst of fire. So we might be a little surprised at the demeanor of Elijah in our text for today. If that had just happened, we might expect to find Elijah flying high saying, look, my God has vindicated me. He's proven himself to be the one God. Yes, his life indeed had been at that high point at Mount Carmel, 
But now again, things had changed. I think Elijah must have felt like he was in the front cart of a roller coaster when it went over that top peak and began to barrel downward. For right after that miraculous occurrence there at Mount Carmel, well, a gal named Jezebel heard about all of it, and she was not too excited. She happened to be the wife of King Ahab, and she happened to be a devoted worshiper of that god Baal. And so she decided that since Elijah had embarrassed her, well, she would exercise her authority and would embarrass Elijah. Of course, if by embarrass you mean kill. That's how she was going to embarrass Elijah, was to kill him. Elijah was quite discouraged by this turn of events. We're told he ran from Mount Carmel to a town named Beersheba. And there he left his servant, and then he ran a whole other day's journey into the middle of the wilderness. And there he lay down underneath a tree to die. But as he did, God saw Elijah, and he sent to him a messenger. He sent to him an angel. And I can guarantee you that angel did not say to Elijah, Elijah, don't worry. God will not give you more than you can handle. Because I think if he did, I'm pretty sure Elijah would have told that angel that he had already received more than he could handle. After all, that's why he was out there in the middle of the wilderness, laying underneath a broom tree, asking God to take his life away. No, the angel didn't tell him that God would not give him more than he could handle. But he did have a message for Elijah. He told him, rise and eat, for the journey is too great for you. The exact opposite, right? He didn't tell them, God won't give you more than you can handle. He says, the journey is too great for you, but rise and eat. God has sent me to help you. Now, in comparison, I suppose some of the things that you and I deal with on a daily basis might seem a little small in comparison to what Elijah was dealing with in the, day, in the text that we read for today. I mean, after all, I doubt many of us have ever had the second most important person in our country personally decide that we should die. But that doesn't mean we don't go through difficult things. That doesn't mean that we don't go through things that indeed overwhelm us. Yes, life indeed is a journey that often proves itself too much for us to handle. And that being true, it is important then that we know the truth of God's Word regarding such times in our lives. And what is that truth? Well, not that God will not give us more than we can handle, but instead that God will never leave us alone to handle anything. He will be with us. Yes, He will send His angels to our side in those times. He will tell us to rise and to eat what He has provided. Yes, He will tell us that He is the one that will get us through the very things in life that we cannot handle ourselves. Yes, he is the one that will provide just what we need. In the wilderness in our text, God provided for Elijah what he needed. First, he provided for him bread and water, literally. 
so that he could eat and have strength. But that was not all that he provided for Elijah, but instead he provided for him everything that he would need to keep going in his life, even though that day that life was very difficult. Yes, Elijah thought the only thing that could really help was if God would take his life. (laughs) But that was not God's plan. Instead, God would tell him to rise and eat and provide for him everything that he needs. Now, we don't like to talk about it out loud very often, but I think most of us here, ourselves, or someone very close to us, has certainly had a day when we thought the easiest solution to everything would just be if our life were over. Now, most of us know that we are not to take our own lives and that to do so would be sinning gravely against the God who has given us that life. But sometimes when we think that everything is just too much, too heavy, too crushing, we too find in those hardest hours, ask God if he could possibly just take us to be with him. I don't know for each of you gathered here exactly what's going on in your life. Some of you I know are going through very difficult things, and you and I have had the chance to talk about those things. I assume that others of you are going through very difficult things that we have not had a chance to talk about. And I pray that there are some of you, if not a lot of you, that right now are just having a blessed time in life where there's plenty to rejoice in and not much to complain about. But regardless of where you are today, there will come a day in your life when you will know that some platitude about God not giving you more than you can handle is simply not true. You will realize in that moment that life is too much for you to handle. And in those times, you must know what God has promised you. Not that you would never have a day like that, but rather that as his baptized child, he will never leave you alone on a day like that or any other day for that matter. And we should be clear. God's promise to be with us is not just that he's with us in some sort of abstract way or that God is everywhere, although he is. But God takes tangible steps in those times to be with us, to be by our side. He sends his messengers in those times to help you. He gives you people like pastors and other people of faith, and sometimes, yes, even angels, to come alongside of you and to encourage you in those times. So don't push those people away. Don't be so proud that you will not receive help. Don't be so arrogant as to refuse the very help that God wishes to give to you. And know this, it's not just words of encouragement that God will give you, but he'll provide the daily bread you need to make it through each day. For Elijah, it was a cake of bread and water. For you, it might be all sorts of things. It might be that the daily bread will come through the hand of a neighbor who simply offers to do a little chore for you that they know you can't get done right now. It might be from a group of people They will offer to provide meals for a while while you heal. It could be just an act of pure mercy from somebody 
that wishes to bestow on you a blessing because you are their brother or sister in Christ. When that happens, receive that care. Don't say, ah, we'll be all right, I got it. Receive the care of those people because that is the care of God. Yes, you need the help that God will send. You need the care of his pastors and of his people. You need it because this journey often is too much for you. In those moments, God will tell you to rise and to eat. Don't refuse when he says this. Receive that care no matter how or who he offers it to you through. Oh, sure, it could be that God will help you by giving you a job, perhaps, to get through financial difficulties. But it might also be that he will simply provide for you financially through your church family when there's a time when the money just isn't enough for the needs. This is what God does. He does not leave us alone, and he uses his church to help us. And how do I know this is how God works? Well, I know it because I know the story of Christ in general. I know the story of why Christ had to come to this earth. You see, sin had entered the world, and it was broken irretrievably. Oh, I'm sure proud humanity thought they would just simply put all the pieces back together. But God knew it was far more than humanity could handle. And so what did he do? Well, as our gospel reading says for the day, he sent down Jesus, the bread of life, in order that we might eat of him and have everything that we needed. We were in the wilderness of sin, and God took care of us. He sent the bread of life, Jesus. And because of that, we get to eat up eternal life that is ours because of Jesus' death and resurrection. No, in that case, God did not look down upon a world broken by sin and say, don't worry, world. I'll never give you more than you can handle. Instead, he said, there's way more than you can handle here. And so I will send my son to do what you could never do. I will send my son to wash away your sins, to reconcile you to myself, to give you eternal life. And that which the scriptures confirms that God has done for you in regards to your salvation he stands ready to do for you each day of your life, no matter what the need is before you. So don't be so tough to think that you don't need help. Don't be so ignorant as to think that God will never give you more than you can handle. Instead, in humility, simply receive the help of God. Know that you need him in every way. Especially when it's quite obvious that life is too much for you, just receive the care of the Lord through his church. Rejoice that through his son and through his church, God will say to you, rise and eat. For the journey, in fact, is too much for you. So eat the bread of life, Jesus, and have life in you forevermore. Life, it is more than you can handle. But God, he's got it. Jesus, he is right there by your side. Amen.